Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Cecily, and we're delighted that you could join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Nat. It's always good to see you here with us. Thanks, Auntie Cecily. Hello, children. We're so glad you're able to help us as we meet with the King too. And hello, Teddy. You're looking all settled and ready for the Sabbath as well. Auntie Nat, would you please say a prayer for us before we commence our worship? Sure, I'd love to. Dearest Heavenly Father, we praise and thank your name for the Sabbath. We praise and thank your name for what you have done for us. We thank you, Lord, and we ask that you come into our hearts today. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you know that it's a great time to reflect on our week and count the blessings that God has sent us? Kate, has there been something that's happened that you can thank the Lord for? Well, during our holidays, our cousins from Sydney came up and we don't get to see them very often, so we got to have a good time with them. Oh, that's so good, isn't it? Thank you for sharing that with us. And Annie Cecily, you have a blessing to share with us too about our awesome God. Yes. Over the past nine weeks, we've been discovering what God is like. And remember, we said he was our deliverer, he's holy, and the I am. He's also compassionate and our provider, and God is love. And God is the God of order, and he's merciful and sacrificial. And today I want to add one more. God is our creator. Mm. Now, way back when we first opened our Bibles and started in Genesis chapter 1, we were told that God made our entire world and everything in it, including you and me. Mm. Today, when we have our Bible study, we'll look at how God wants us to treat our bodies and what to put in them so that they stay in great working order. Our Creator knows how everything works. He built us from our little microscopic cells up. So do you think He knows what's best for us? Yes, He does, doesn't He? God is a master craftsman. Psalm 139 tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, because God made you, he doesn't toss you aside like a used toy once you've come into existence. God loves you and watches over you and takes care of you and is interested in you. Isaiah 44 tells us he knew you in the womb. He also knows the number of hairs on your head. Do you know the number of hairs on your head? No, I don't, but God does. He knows us intimately and wants to be a part of our lives. So remember, God is our creator. Amen. Thank you, Annie Cecily, for sharing that with us. Do you know another way that we can worship God on the Sabbath is to worship him in song? And we have Pastor Rick here. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Thanks, Annie Nat. Great to be here. Welcome, children. Could we sing This Little Light of Mine? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. 
Pastor Rick, can we please sing Soon and Very Soon? That's a great song because it means we're going to see Jesus again soon. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. No more crying there. No more crying there. Rick, may we sing Make Me Like You? Yes, we can. Lord, make me like you. Please make me like you. You are a servant. Make me one too. Oh Lord, I Pastor Rick, singing praise to God really lifts our spirits. Now, Dr. John has a blessing for us as well. Let's go and have a look at that. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond and welcome to Sunnyside, the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen G. White. I have some interesting stories for you. Just come inside with me. You're going to like this. Hello boys and girls, I'm Dr. John and I have another story just for you. This little girl was called Jean. She was a lovely little girl. She was about nine years of age and as I look at your faces, I think I can see somebody just like Jean. And you know why I have chosen you? You come up and stand next to me. Jean loved to smile. In fact, she smiles so much that quite often it changed to a giggle. Now, she's not smiling that much, but Jean, you look at me. You're, you're Jean today instead of Cassie. Don't you smile. Don't you? Oh, she's... I said not to smile. Don't, oh, she's giggling. Oh, well, you're perfect for this story. Jean went to a camp meeting. Sometimes we all go to big camp and she didn't go to the primary or the juniors. 
She was late with her mummy and they got to the big tent and Mrs. White was speaking. And you know, when you come late, everybody's got all the back seats. They had to go all the way down the front in the very front row. And right in front of them was this little old lady and she was speaking and it was Ellen. And Jean sat there and Jean couldn't sit there for very long without smiling. And she smiled at Mrs. White and maybe Mrs. White saw her, but she kept on talking. And then she thought, I have never heard anybody talking quite like this because Mrs. White was American. And all of you are Australian and Americans speak a little bit differently, a different accent. And Jean smiled. And after a while, she went, <coughs> a little giggle. Mrs. White didn't see that. And after a while, she had this funny accent and she went, <coughs> and mother looked at her, and Jean went very quiet. And then Mrs. White kept on talking. And after a while, she said something else. And mother gave her a good hit. Shh. And you know what? It was too late for Jean. She saw the funny side. A funny little old lady talking with a funny accent and using different words. And finally, shock, horror, she went. <laughs> and Mrs. White stopped and looked at her. Oh, the shame of it. And she went on talking, and Jean thought, I'm going to be good, I'm going to be good, I'm going <laughs> Well, Mrs. White noticed, and that must have been distracting. And when she went home, Jean's mother was saying, Jean, I am not at all happy with you. You've been a naughty girl tonight. Tomorrow morning, you are going to go to Mrs. White's house and you are going to apologize. Oh, Jean hardly slept that night. And in the morning, they said, we're going to take a little present. And so her mummy had been up because her mummy was feeling really bad. First of all, we'll give her some beautiful roses and some lovely grapes. And they caught the tram and Jean was carefully carrying the basket. And they knocked on the door and Mrs. White came out and she said, oh, that's not lovely, beautiful. And the grapes, oh, so nice. And after a while, Jean said, Mrs. White, I want to say sorry. I laughed at you last night. I giggled. Let's stop the story there. What did Mrs. White say? Did she say, don't you ever, ever do that again? What do you think she said? Come up here, Jean, Cassie, stand next to me. She put her arm around her and she said, I love you. And she gave her a little text on a card and she said, I know you won't do it again and never, ever lose your smiling face. And Jean never forgot, but she never lost that smiling face. 
Thank you, Jean, Cassie. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Happy Sabbath. Welcome to our Bible study. I hope you have your Bible so that you can read along with us. Come and join us. Ben, could you please say a prayer for us to open our study? Thank you. Dear God, we thank you for the privilege of being here and studying your word. Please show us today how we can live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, remember last Sabbath, we spoke about how they built that sanctuary. And Ben, did the plans match up with the plans that... Yes. That, that Moses was given by God. Yep. They did, didn't they? They did the right thing, which was wonderful. Now, Dean, we're going to be studying in a new book of the Bible today. We've studied in Genesis, Exodus, and now we're going to Leviticus. And Dean, can you tell me from your remnant young scholar study Bible, who wrote the book of Leviticus? Moses wrote Leviticus. Moses did. And what was the time span of Leviticus? It was 30 days. Yeah, it was over a 30-day period. And can you tell me why Leviticus was written? It was written because um, God wanted them to live healthy, holy lives, to be an example of what God can do for his people if they will worship one true God. Mm, That's good, isn't it? So we're going to have a look at Leviticus and... um, And we'll see what the Bible has for us. So if we were to read the first part of Leviticus, it tells us all about the different sorts of animal sacrifices for their sin offering and special thank offerings to the Lord that the children of Israel had to bring. This was all teaching the children of Israel about the coming Messiah. And Anna, you're going to do our first reading for us. And we're going to start in Leviticus 8. So can you read Leviticus 8, 1 to 4, please? And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, the anointing oil, a bull as the sin offering, two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread. And gather all the congregation together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the congregation was gathered together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Mm. So Dean, you're going to do our next reading, Leviticus 8, 5 to 9. And Moses said to the congregation, This is what the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. And he put the tunic on him, girded with him with the sash, clothed with him with the robe, and put the ephod on him. He, and he gr- girded him with intricately woven band of ephod, and with it tied the ephod to him, on him. Then he put the breastplate on him, and he put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastplate. And then he put the turban on his head. Also the, on the turban, on its front, he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Mm. And Elijah, can you please read Leviticus eight ten to 13? Also Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it and consecrated them. He sprinkled some of it on the altar seven times, anointed the altar and all its utensils and the laver and its base to consecrate them. And he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. Then Moses brought Aaron's sons and put tunics on them, girded them with sashes and put hats on them as the Lord had commanded Moses. Wow. So what Aaron and his sons were anointed to do was a great honor. God called them to do a very special work in the sanctuary. 
If we were to continue reading chapters 8 and 9, the Bible tells us that it was an eight-day ceremony that the priests had to go through to be consecrated for the service of the sanctuary. On the eighth day, God showed up in his glory by consuming the offerings of the sanctuary with great power and majesty. The children of Israel fell on their faces in worship when they saw this. But do you know what? Not long after this, something dreadful happened. Sarah, you're going to read that for us in Leviticus 10, 1 to 3. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Oh dear. Nadab and Abihu had lit their senses with their own fire instead of using God's holy fire that he himself had kindled. They used the common instead of the sacred. They had disobeyed. God is a holy God and a God of order. And Nadab and Abihu knew they should not have done it. But something happened. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on what we have just read. Anna, you've got that for us. Can you do that for us? Good girl. Nadab and Abihu would never have committed that fatal sin had they not first come partially become partially intoxicated by the free use of wine. They understood that the most careful and solemn preparation was necessary before presenting themselves in the sanctuary, where the divine presence was manifested, but by intemperance they were disqualified for their holy office. Mm. Thanks, Anna. That's very sobering to think about. So they were drunk. But do do you think you can make a wise decision when you're drunk? No. no, it affects your thinking and you end up making some very silly decisions. In Nahab, Nadab and Abihu's situation, it cost them their lives. Aunt Cecily, you've got a verse to read for us, Leviticus 10, 8 to 11. Then the Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations that you may distinguish between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean Mm. and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. Mm, Thanks, Aunty Cecily. So when the priests were to go into the sanctuary before the Lord, they were not to drink alcohol. Their minds had to be clear for God so they could discern right from wrong. They were not to mix the holy with the unholy or the clean with the unclean. God does not want partial obedience. What do you think he wants? Does he wants full full obedience? obedience. Yeah, to his requirements. God is a holy God. Let's have a look at some other verses in the Bible. Dean, you're going to read for us Proverbs 21. Can you do that for us? It tells us a little bit more about what we've been talking about. Okay. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Mm. 
And Elijah, you're going to read for us 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Mm, so our bodies are the temple of God. Okay, so let's continue reading. Kate, you're going to read for us Leviticus 11, 1 to 2. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, These are the animals which you may eat among all the animals that are on earth. So God wants to show them what is healthy for them to eat. And Ben, you've got our next reading, Leviticus 11, 3 to 6. Among the animals, whatever d divides the hoof, having cl cloven hooves and chewing the cud that you may eat. Nevertheless, these you shall not eat among those that chew the cud or those that have cloven hooves. The camel, because it chews the cud but it does not have cloven hooves, is unclean to you. The rock hyrax, because it chews the cud but does not have cloven hooves, is unclean to you. The hare, because it chews the cud but does not have cloven hooves, is unclean to you. Mm, thanks, Ben. Now, Sarah, you're going to continue reading Leviticus 11, 7 to 10. And the swine, though it divides the hoof, having cloven hooves, yet does not chew the cud, cud is unclean to you. Their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcasses you shall not touch. They are unclean to you. These you may eat of all that are in the water, whatever in the water has fins and scales, whether in the seas or in the rivers that you may eat. But all in the seas or in the rivers that do not have fins and scales, all that move in the water or any all that move in the water or any living thing which is in the water, they are an abomination to you. Mm. And okay. Thanks, um, Sarah. Let's have a look up here on our board. You can see we have clean up the top and unclean down the bottom. And with the clean, we have fish because they have fins and scales. And if we look down here at the shark, does the shark have fins and scales? Mm. Has fins, but it doesn't have scales on it. And with the unclean, we have the pigs. Now, I want to show you the special hooves and Aunt Cecily's going to pop them on the board. We have the cloven hoof and we have the uncloven hoof. Now a pig, is, as it said, did have a cloven hoof, which you think, oh, it might be clean. But the, actually the pig doesn't chew the cud. And what we read in the Bible is the animal had to chew the cud and have a cloven hoof. So it had to have both. So they're all the animals. It's good to know what we can eat and what we can't eat, isn't it? Yeah. And God had very specific things in mind. Because God made the animals, do you think he knows what is best for us? Yeah. Yes. He does. He designed each animal for a specific purpose. But do you know what? There are some animals that God does not want us to eat that may not eat waste products, but we still need to know that we need to trust God because he knows what is best for us. What we put in our mouths is really important to God because what we eat affects who we are and how our body functions. God wants us to be healthy for him so we can share Jesus with others. Our minds need to be clear so we can be receptive to the Holy Spirit. Let's look at our memory verse together in 1 Corinthians 10.31 and we'll read that together. You got that? Let's read that. 
Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us today. Remember, God loves you very much. He wants the best for you. He wants you to be happy and healthy so we can serve him joyfully with all our hearts and minds. We have a seven day devotional available that talks more in depth on what we have learned today. You can download them free. Here are some details. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can go on to our website to access our daily devotionals at www.adaywiththeking.com. And while you're there, you can also check out Teddy's blog. He's posted some really cool photos of us making this show. He also talks about it as well. He even posted about his visit to the vet. So hop online today. When we read our Bibles, we can learn so much about how God wants us to live for him. Because of this, we want to encourage you to read your Bibles, not only on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to be studying about in our Bibles next week? Sure, I'd love to do that. Next week's going to be a very interesting week. After being in the same place for a year, the Israelites leave Mount Sinai and they travel. And we have got a very interesting study that tells us all about their travels. So you bring your Bible back again next week and come and learn about what happens. Auntie Cecily, will we say our memory verse together? Yes, are you ready to say it all together, children? Let's turn. First Corinthians 10.31 Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Children, will we sing the blessing song to the boys and girls at home? Okay, let's just turn around so they can see you. because he created a world for me to live in and I can't wait to live with him eternally in heaven. I love God because he gives us the opportunity to have free will instead of forcing us into his kingdom. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week. <laughs>